Hey there, I'm Lauren. And I'm Annie. Welcome, Welcome to, to Burf Barf. So obviously, this is episode zero, or what we're calling zero, of our very brand new podcast. Uh, it's an ultra running podcast. And first of all, what is a burf? Uh, a burf is a best running friend. Um, it can be your best friend. It can be just a person that you only run with. And Annie Lang is my burf. And Lauren Craft is my burf. <laughs> so we've been burfs for about three years now, and I'm pretty sure that probably anybody who ever listens to this has a burf of some kind, and you're probably thinking of that person right now. <laughs> Unless you're like a anomalous solo mission lone wolfer, you probably have somebody who's brought you into this world or has pushed you to your ultimate limits, and uh, that's Annie for me. So we'll start a little bit here with uh, who we are and what the hell qualifies us to be on the podcast talking about ultra running. The short answer is nothing. Nothing qualifies <laughs> Absolutely nothing. We, uh, we have very limited knowledge, and we're not that great at this. And we just Googled how to make a podcast right before this. So, so we're even less prepared mm-hmm to, uh, you know, do an audio recording about ultra running, let alone be ultra runners. So we'll do our very best for you. So we really thought, um, as far as how we, why, how and why we wanted to make a podcast, um, for me, I just wanted to have a archive of some kind of all of the uh, talking that's happened on the trail, on the way to and from races, what happens at morning coffee, talking about running and racing, what happened, the conversations that happen while you're at the gym, um, just to collect some of those thoughts, whether deep or superficial, about what you watched on TV last night or how <laughs> your relationship with your spouse is going, sure. um, to just capture pieces of that and um, to try and just really record some of that spirit. Yeah. And for me, uh, it has nothing to do with that whatsoever. Uh, for me, I don't want to chronicle any of the bullshit we talk about on the trail. And uh, I really, I wanted to make a podcast because I'm so insanely sick of just listening to dudes talk about themselves and uh, objectify women and uh, talk about male runners exclusively. And uh I guess I'm just fed up with the sort of misogynist rhetoric that is permeating the podcast airwaves right now. So I guess my reason is considerably more political than Annie's, which is not a surprise at all. Um, Though we may have much in common, we are also... uh, Very different. Very different. (laughs) So Annie, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are? So um, who I am as a runner. So I... Uh, was always athletic growing up, um, but really got into running when I ran my first uh, road marathon in Honolulu for my dad's 60th birthday. So he had asked um, for uh, me to run with him for his 60th birthday and trained really hard for, for that. And uh, the bottom line is I have only ever run one road marathon despite running many ultras because yeah, they suck. at the end of that, I thought to myself, well, I think I can go a little bit longer, but I never, ever want to go any faster than that. And just to <laughs> make a note, it was not a fast marathon either, um, but I really, I, I enjoyed the long run aspect of it and not 
Really? Just not the searing boredom <laughs> yes. of going yes. straight for 26 yeah, miles. Probably that. It probably also didn't help that my uh, dad was, in, despite being 30 years my senior, was incredibly a lot more faster in all aspects of training prior to that. And while on some training runs, he would think he was being encouraging by running backwards in front of his, my husband and I. What an uh, ass. <laughs> what a capable ass. What an ass. <laughs> Saying like, come on, you're doing great. And just meanwhile, I'm thinking, how does he have any breath left to talk so the man is like what he's 63 yeah he's, he's 63. 63 guys he has abs yeah like abs of true. steel true that shine in the sun <laughs> it's absurd so after running that first road marathon um my husband and i actually ran my technically first ultra at outrun 24 which is a 24-hour race uh near cleveland and my first time ever out of the gate ran about 80 some miles and uh, really picked that event to start out because uh, I thought, well, worst case scenario, I run a mile and I'm right back at the car and I can go home. There's some pretty low commitment. I'm not stuck <laughs> out in the woods if I don't like it because I really had no idea. Um, and if it then, sucks, you only have a mile to go. Yeah, yeah. And so after having run that for Mother's Day, uh, my husband Andy bought me registration for uh, my first 100 miler, not your mama's 100 miler. So, uh, many of you might be thinking that that wasn't a smart gift or maybe was assuming a lot, but, uh, once you get to... Who would do that to you as a present? (laughs) That is almost cruel. Um, so... But really, it was it was thoughtful at the time. So here, go run until you puke yeah, out yeah. your nose. Yeah, Let's see if I can make Be you blessed. cry. Merry Christmas. Happy Mother's Day. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so um, while leading up to not your mamas and training, uh, got a chance to cross paths with Lauren, who's now going to take a chance to step back and talk about herself as a runner. Yeah, and I would say until very recently, was still a little you know on the fence about using those words about myself, calling myself a runner, I know that's a problem a lot of people have, and we'll definitely get into that later in the season. Um, so I I started out, I think, well, we're, we're both ex-large people. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget that. Uh, we Everything we have, we earned with blood, sweat, and tears. Probably no tears for any, just tears for me. <laughs> um, but we, we didn't come from a place where we were like super athletes. We weren't, uh, you know, any played college basketball, high school basketball? High school basketball. High school, okay. But, you know, by no means were we, you know, born to run. We uh, we have odd body shapes. We don't look <laughs> like Olympians. We started running on treadmills simply to lose weight, yeah. not for anything Absolutely. aspirational beyond that. Absolutely. So I came from a place where uh, in the beginning I lost 85 pounds, and I, my only goal was strictly looking better probably feeling better too, but I'll be honest with you, uh, a lot of it was born of vanity. I just felt like shit in my own body and I just wanted to be a new person. So I I was a pack a day smoker when I ran my first two blocks. And a year later I had run my first mile and it was really slow and really incremental. Um, and it was worth it. I, I, you know, people always tell you it'll suck in the beginning and eventually it'll be fun. And I didn't, you know, I don't think I believed that for the first three years of running. I really just did it as a means to an end. Um, so 
I was a runner, and then I met this group of people called Ride or Die in uh, downtown Columbus, Ohio, and uh, started riding bikes with them. And I had just injured my IT, and I think I was only up to maybe 10 miles, and that was pretty spectacular for me. Um, and I was registered for some big race, and I couldn't do it, so I picked up biking. So I took a small, several-year <laughs> hiatus <laughs> into cy- the cycling world. Um, but running is really my true love, and I, I came back to it. Um, Biking is still a disease that stays with her today. Oh, it's still it's a okay. problem. It's still a very expensive <laughs> disease. We love her regardless. Yeah, people make fun, and I don't swim, so don't ask me. Um, and came back to the running world, uh, I think probably the same summer that I started hanging out with Annie. I was doing a, like some short trail runs with some friends, maybe like three or four miles. Maybe some friends taking her to like overgrown overpasses mm-hmm. that they joked about being trail running, which oh, was God. actually just bushwhacking Horrible. through urban wilderness. Horrible. I think we we actually called it trail running when we were like up on uh, an old railroad track and we were like wearing mountain bikers backpacks that were chafing us horribly, but we're like, we've seen pictures of Tony Kapitschka and this is what he looks like, so gotta wear a backpack, right? Yeah. We just had no fucking clue what we were doing. So that summer when I was still racing mountain bikes and racing cyclocross... My husband, uh, Andy, who is best friends with a friend of uh, Lauren's... You can say it. He's my ex-boyfriend. Ex-boyfriend, ex-boyfriend. Um... <laughs> Uh, they had been best friends growing up, and I was training for my first 100, not your mama's 100, and Lauren was just getting into trail running, and my husband said, you should, you guys should run together, and I was like, oh yeah, that would be great, and like, oh Lauren, let me get your number, meanwhile thinking like, or I think, great uh, yeah. if I liked people Yeah, or but strangers. I don't like people, so up till then <laughs> I've been totally a lone wolf running completely separate, completely alone training for this race, and... Uh, I think Lawrence had some, brought it up again because we went to spectate a mountain bike race and mm. Lauren was there mm-hmm. cheering people on in black denim cutoffs because she had sprained her ankle mm-hmm. going for a sub-two-hour half marathon and was still maybe a little up from the champagne and all the beer drank during the day <laughs> at the mountain bike race. Yeah. Um, Little did I know that was not Lauren's personality while drunk. That's just Lauren's personality. Sure. (laughs) Boy, this is news to me. This is not even a story I remember. So she was like, hey, yeah, we should definitely go for a run. And I really internally was thinking like, nope, goodbye. Um, And luckily, my Andy knows when to push me. And he, I forget, did he like text you? Or he said at the event, he was like, he like, he like sent set up in a, a sent time it to and my day. boyfriend at the time yeah and he and i was like well i think this is weird too and so maddie was like well i'll just go with you guys yeah and then so did I he came, go the first he time he did he did go the first time okay i came to great seal uh where annie was training for her big race and M- maddie was like trying to show off and beat us both and was racing all these climbs but annie was training for pace so she was walking the climbs she was running the downhills and i was like i f- <laughs> i'll admit it now i was like oh she can't run a hill because <laughs> i was still in this you know mr magoo phase where i was just like must go fast as yeah. possible also cyclists not knowing anything but re- redlining yeah. all the time oh yeah yeah so if you're not Ready to puke on your own hands, then you're probably not going to win. Right. So I was right. just used to all balls out. Yeah. So I saw Annie walking these climbs, and we got back to the car, and Maddie was like, 
you know that she does that on purpose because that's how you train for a distance race. And I was like, oh, shit, okay. So she says that, but it still took like two or three more runs before she actually would walk the uphills. And I would be like, on each uphill, I'd be like, goodbye. Which is so funny because I can't even picture that version of myself now. Like I'm, I'm so honed in as like a slow and low forever runner that like, that just doesn't the even idea, seem like me yeah. anymore. Yeah. Like, you create these different, like, iterations of yourself where yeah. all of a sudden you're like, I don't identify with that at all. Yeah. Like, I can't... It's funny because I've only been an ultra runner for three years, which is... Four, because I've been one four. for three, and you did outrun the year before I met you. This is going is to be true? your fourth year. Yeah, because it's my third, because it's okay. my three-year reunion of Not Your oh, Mamas so it'll this be, summer. It'll be four years in the outrun, so oh, okay. April. Okay, so you're half a year ahead of yeah, me. That makes me I'm feel a half less a year shitty. Older. I'm that half makes... a year older. Excellent. So, uh, yeah, so it's not a really long time, but when, like, you know, of course things that you get better or things that you look back and you're just like, what a dumb fucking idiot I was yeah. when I first started. Yeah. Or, like, to think you know better than anybody uh-huh. or... Uh-huh. Um, yeah, to judge anybody else's running style, you just kind of learn, like... Yeah, yeah, it's like being a mom. I'm full of shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like being a mom when you're like, oh, I don't know why that woman's not breastfeeding, and you're like... <laughs> and, of course, she's home, like, screaming, crying, like, because my boobs are and they're bleeding. <laughs> Same thing with ultra running. I, I'm allowed to make this comparison, yeah, yeah. right? It's, Where it's, you're just like, why is that girl wearing that dumb thing? Even though there's still boobs bleeding in ultra there's running, they're just men. There's definitely boobs men's. bleeding. There's, blue, there's <laughs> boobs bleeding men's. everywhere. Um... So, uh, so we got together and started training together, uh, after the first run, run play date and (laughs) trained together like all of that summer. And Lauren will often refer to herself as a tag along athlete and it's crossed many different disciplines. (laughs) And I really was like, yeah, I'm doing like my first hundred mile. You should do your first ultra too. And Lauren was like, okay. (laughs) <laughs> I don't think I even... Well, actually, well, it depends. So uh, the first time you may have just said, okay, right off the bat, just, you know, the pattern after that has always been, hey, Lauren, you should do this. And she'll say, no, I hate you. And then you'll be like, Lauren, no, really, you should do this. She'd be like, okay. That is how, that is the trajectory usually. And I feel like it's true. I mean, basically, if my friends are going, even if it's horrendous and it sucks, uh, I'm pretty much bound to do it, which is it's sad to say, I hear a lot of people on other podcasts say, like, hey, you have to have a reason. You need a reason to get out there and grind and go the distance. And I'm like, um, my friend went, so <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, that's, I mean, I would say even up until this season, that's the kind of athlete I've been. Yeah, she's a little bit of a metal. Say it. A metal whore. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. I mean, I need the belt buckles. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, oh, it's a mug with a handle? Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, I'm in. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really do love the swag. It's stupid. I have what my husband calls my sports closet, which is my... It's not a closet. It's a room. No, it's an office. But I've <laughs> turned it into my, my place of all my... I love my precious medals. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, back to the original story. Yep. We, so, so, we trained the whole season together. Pretty I much convinced every her. Thursday. I convinced her to do do, uh, not your mama's as a her first ultra, and they had My all these different. 50K. Uh, they had all these different distances, so they had a hundred mile, hundred k, fifty mile, fifty k, fifty mile, maybe just fifty k. Yeah, not that hundred k, fifty k. So, uh, so we went on into the fall because not your mama's in, in was in September. Yeah, you know, rest in peace, not your yeah. mama's no longer a race. Yeah, Deuce is up to the sky for that um, one. One from my dead homie. <laughs> um, so, I don't know if we should get into, like, 
uh, doing that as our first. Um, yeah, let, I mean, might as well. We can put it's pretty we, epic. Yeah. Um, so that was like our first, our first. What I our think first that's what together? I think that's when we became burfs. Really? Which is funny because you didn't tell me that for years. <laughs> You waited years to say that out loud to me, and I will. I remember the moment. So even if we were technically births that time, you told me. Oh no, you told me we we're best friends. Yeah. We leveled up years later after Burning River. Yeah. Sitting in your Honda Pilot, with beer and pizza in the car, hadn't got out of the car yet, and you were like, "You're my real best friend," and I was like, "I love you." This is very emotional, but. So yeah, Blood. so maybe your birth is not your best friend, but it's possible to level yes. up into that territory yeah. and just, you know, they are different. Hold on, I do feel like births and They're best different. friends are different. They're so, different. Um, so not your mama's weekend. Imagine it, September of two thousand. <laughs> Picture it. It's dusty. It's <laughs> shitty. It was it's hilly. Toasty. It's yeah, hot. it's very hilly. So we're coming out of Columbus, Ohio, which you may not think of for hills, but um, oh yeah, Great you're like Hill. Midwesterners. You yeah. guys don't have hills. Yeah. Fuck off and die. We have little hills. They're <laughs> frequent. They're small but frequent. So, Great Seal State Park is where Not Your Mama's Race happens. It's in Chillicothe. It's about an hour south of Columbus. And it's legit. So, yeah. the 100 mile has, let's see, it's about, it's just under 3,000 feet of climb. It's like 18,000 feet of climb for the 100 miles. So That is nothing to sniff no. at. And I remember looking up quali- qualifications for a quote-unquote mountainous ultra and it was 15k elevation gain or more so so come I'm, to ohio we yeah. have mountainous ultras yes yeah that's what they say <laughs> that is that's that's what it says right on the license plate um so anyway so first hundred miler didn't pick anything easy um and lauren's doing her first 50k the hundred milers start out early and i had asked lauren to pace me mm-hmm. but which, i didn't know what lap right so Lauren was going to run her first 50K and then pace me. Then, like, her I don't first know, eat ultra a experience. fucking cheeseburger, <laughs> take a nap, and then just, like, dust it off and head out. And also just keep in mind, we have no idea what the fuck, what the fuck we're doing. I have no, no idea what it's no. like. So even having done the 24-hour race, that's obviously very different to having, like, food and water, like, every mile, not having to carry anything, to a bunch of climbing, especially for a flatlander, and for Lauren doing her first 50K. We just didn't have the tool. We'll talk about, later in the season, we'll talk about the toolbox and what that means. Yeah. We had not even glimpsed the toolbox itself. Yeah. We had no Let coping strategies for None. anything. It was like, oh, my shoe rubs me funny, like, fuck! <laughs> Like, we that's the end of it. Strictly magooing it. Yeah. Blindly into the night. Yep. So, uh, I started out, because the 100 miler started out early, and it's, uh, it's like, there's, the main climb there is Sugarloaf Mountain, which is not, it's honestly not that epic. Like, I mean, it's epic. It's like 453 Something feet, like that. Specifically. Yeah. And so, Estrava. to start out, you go up over Sugarloaf, come back to the start line, and then you do six... Six? Six more loops. Six full 16-mile loops. So you can math that out on your scratch paper. Yeah, yeah. We're pretty sure it's right. For those of you following along, we're just making this all up. No, it's real. Um, So uh, I start out, and I never see Lauren during the race. No. I oh, think maybe once. Yes, yes. You did. Because she's behind as a, because the 50k started maybe like two or three, two maybe even three hours, hours yeah. later. So they were all behind me, and everyone in my little choo choo train who was helping me along was like, 
Oh, Annie's going the perfect pace because we pat we blazed by her. Yeah. We like, all smacked her on the ass. And we're like, go, Annie! Yeah. She was the only one among us brave enough to do something like this at the time, and and everybody was like, oh, she's she's doing the perfect thing. She's going slow. She's holding back. And I was like, oh, well, cool. sure, because sure. we were like, yeah. Sounds, and then I was like, goodbye. Sounds right. Sounds right. So Lauren blasted past me. Oh yeah. So I remained on this choo-choo train with uh, some of my other now beloved cohorts, uh, my friend Barrick, my friend Travis, and my friend Brendan, who have all gone on to do incredible things in ultra running. Uh, so we had our little choo-choo train going, and on lap two, we came up, I think halfway through lap two, we came into an aid station, and my friend Travis checked in with the aid station boss lady and was like, hey, can you check your little scrap piece of paper to see where my friend is in the lineup? Like, you know, how's she doing in the race? And she, we gave her my bib number, and she was like, oh, well, she's in first. And so we all dropped our pickle juice on the ground and flew out of the aid station because now these three dudes were determined to pull the sled dog to the finish line. And I, I mean, I suffered a little bit, but mostly Motormouth, my friend Travis, kept me going. They just speed wrapped at me the whole way, and it was awesome. So I just sort great of... great when I, you're feeling it. Oh, God, I was feeling it, and it was hot as hell. So they they helped me along to the finish, and we, with the exception of Barrick, who I think lost some blood. As he does every time as he, he races. As he does every time he races, lost some blood to the trail and stayed behind. And then me and Travis and Brendan came through the finish line. I swear to God. I I mean, I had been racing bikes, but this was a brand new feeling. I, I didn't think it was possible. It was a small field, but it was still... I mean, the glory of that moment will never fade for me. <laughs> There's nothing like the first. <laughs> so... She finishes up her 50K. She wins a trophy. Yeah. Pretty, pretty awesome. A First karate off, trophy. A karate Thank you, Rob Carroll, mm-hmm. one of the best race directors in the Midwest, yep. if you ever want to yep. look him up. Rob Carroll, pre- please, please bring back Not Your Mama's 100. Oh, God. It, it's our heart and soul. Uh, yeah, so uh, had a cheeseburger and hung out with uh, Maddie Mitch's mom, drank a couple beers. And my family I- was there oh, yeah. uh, supporting me, so um, I think that's when he first got to know my your got sister. to know Christy, yeah. my older sister, and had a a big crew of people that were there just kind of hanging out. And uh, I don't know what you did the rest of the day before you got to, like, nighttime. Oh, nothing. Nothing. I just sat and talked, and I went to bed really early. Yeah. I went to bed at, like, 6 p.m. and then slept until midnight. And that's when someone told me I was taking second to last lap to pace Annie, mm-hmm. which I was pissed about. Because I really wanted to bring her into the finish, but I know that that's strictly saved for dad. But I, I was like... No. No, it wasn't. Matt had me last lap. So did I have you third to last lap? No. No? Your dad had me... Your, your dad had you before No, no, me. no. Dad didn't pace me that year. Okay. It was... Are you sure? Yeah. It was Andy, mm. you, okay. then Matt. So, so at midnight, someone shakes my tent. It's one of the aid station workers at the loop. And he's like, uh, you, uh, your runner's about to come in. We got to get you ready. And I'm like, I can barely stand my body up straight. My muscles in my lower back are tight. My hammies are tight. I feel like I've been in a boxing match. Yeah. So I'm trying to stand up. And this guy that I've never met before. Oh, my God. I wish I could remember his name now. Oh, that was so amazing. (laughs) He fills my pack hands me a cup of soup and a cup of coffee, and then he rubs my legs down with, like, aquaphor and, like, warms them up and massages them. And then he puts me next to a fire, and he's like, are you ready? And I'm like, I think I have my... Didn't he feed you some... Did he feed you? He fed, he fed me soup. Yeah. 
it, it was extremely tender and adorable. And this is what trail running is all about as far as I'm concerned. But took a completely dead to the world runner and like literally slapped my thighs and was like, let's get you You're ready, going. girlfriend. You're going. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Annie came through for the loop. And I I had just, so I just ran 16 uh, with Andy and her I husband. I feel like I was, I was... Oh, maybe okay. I had a lot of slow moments where I had to, I, I my loop with Andy was the slowest because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was the one where I was like, let's hold hands and look at the stars Barf. because I was like, Barf. I'm in this no. emotional like spot of like, I just need some like some I kind of fulfillment. Do not, homie, don't play that. She is totally, totally full of shit because she is what? What? Che- like. Charity, when there was two sets of footprints, oh. when there was one set of footprints, yeah. you carried me. You totally okay. buy into but that in shit sometimes. But in the moment, I am very unemotional. Yes. Extremely. Afterwards, I'll cry my fucking yes. eyes out. On a True. Monday morning, bring True. the Starbucks in my bed, put ice packs on my feet, let's cry and talk yeah. about it. If I am racing, do not fucking hug me and do not fucking <laughs> hold my hand. One of us is always the tender one and one is always the hard ass one. It's perfect. It, but we switch it's back true. and forth. So it goes from one it goes from one extreme to the other. So it works. So I went I set off on a loop uh with Lauren. I don't think I was in dire straits. We no. did a little dance around the fire to be like, come on, like yeah. you know, get yeah. going, let's go, let's she go. She was rallying. And uh Lauren sets off with me into the night, and we start off with the biggest climb, Sugarloaf Mountain, and uh, at this point, I had gone up this fucking climb. This was my... This is your seventh and... No, sixth. Sixth Six out of seven. And she was like... I mean, I would take a step, and it's not... I mean, it's a hard climb, but it's not insane. It's not an actual mountain. It's... But I'm saying, like... I've climbed out west, and it's still pretty brutal. Yes, it is. I'm just saying, like, it's not like... It doesn't go on forever. With it's having, very steep. With having more perspective on some of the other stuff we've done, it's not like... No, it wouldn't yes. steal your spirit, but if you've done it seven times, yes. it might. True. So Lauren would literally like put a hand on my back to like keep me from like... Flop, like flopping backwards like because I just I would take a step and I just felt like I just wanted to log roll back down the damn That's thing. That's so funny. I don't think I remember that at all. Yeah. And the next year when I had to finish that loop, Charity did the same thing for me. She literally yeah. held, I, I, maybe it's cheating. Don't don't phone this in to Rob Carroll <laughs> because she literally had her hands on my lower back pushing yeah. me up the climb. Yeah. So we did that climb and then Lauren proceeded to do pretty much whatever I requested of her mm-hmm. including uh singing show tunes and oh 90s r&b at one point she was carrying both of our vests oh Um, yes yes. i know that's a whole other aspect so probably something else we'll explore as we do more of more podcasts is like that line between wanting to be competitive for the purposes of like bettering yourself versus competitive because you just feel like I don't know. You, you want to burn be- someone else's yes, face off? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And we're typically pretty non-competitive people. Yeah. Well, maybe we were. Yeah. But I think that there has... And I don't think competitive is a bad word. No. Just trying to find that balance between uh, wanting to beat everyone at their best versus just wanting to take a shit on someone. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's kind of what we did in that six Yeah, lap. we did. So I there was one other female doing yeah, the 100 miler, and she had been a stone's throw ahead of me all day, and I was so tired of being, like, stressed out about where she was. And this was also her first 100 miler. 
Um, I was so stressed out about her being right in front of me because, you know, it just kind of got exhausting to be like, she was just here. Yeah, like, she it tires just left, your brain you know? out. And, sure. Um, I certainly, all I had as a goal was finish, was finishing. It literally was my only goal was until... to finish. Until we're in the middle of the night and I see their headlamp, I see her her and her pacer's headlamp. And we're on a really steep, dusty, sort of gravelly descent. Yeah. Really like a bunch of loose baby heads. Yeah. Rough descent. Yeah. Um... I just got, like, the fire in me because, again, I was so, I was just so tired of it. Yeah. I was so tired of being, you know, the... (laughs) I think they call it the Jurek when you turn your headlamp off and you just blaze on someone in the middle of the night and then you just pass them and they're like, oh, I think a coyote just blew past me. Nope, that was Scott Jurek (laughs) and he just blazed you, bitch. You lost. (laughs) Goodbye. So I saw her and I looked at Laura and I was like, I have to go. I'm gonna go. I have to I go. Have to go. And I just hauled ass and just blitzed by her and her pacer. And she was like, oh, hey, Annie. And she's like, how are you doing? And I was like, I'm feeling great. And she what was like, a oh. Bitch. And she was like, I'm feeling kind of rough. I was like, okay, yeah. Okay, bye. You know? And I just kept on running. Meanwhile, Lauren at the time was carrying both, both of us after having run a 50K already. And I've got, both of the hoses are loose because I couldn't <laughs> cinch them to my front or to my back. Yeah. So I just have these two rubber hoses repeatedly smacking in either side of the cheeks and I pass this woman and her pacer the world's most unprofessional Sherpa <laughs> I look like a total dingus and I'm just you know and I can barely I can't keep up with Annie who's at mile 70 and and I am like hi f- um, pardon me good luck thanks bye <laughs> I have to catch my friend who is running the 100 miler and she's doing seven minute miles yeah so I get I get past her I go for maybe a couple hundred more mm-hmm. yards, and then I just stop and wait for Lauren to catch up. Praise God. And of course, at that point, I'm like, "Oh my God! Like I'm dead! Like I don't, yeah, I don't spent like it all that was that was end. awful!" Like, and um, I just, you know, in hindsight, it's, you know, I know we're it talking was, about just like okay. the experience was, of the weekend, but like in hindsight, it's it like I don't it. know if I would have done anything different, but I kind no. of like. I don't, yeah, I don't know if I would have done anything different, but... No, it's good to have a little bit of a fire. I, th- I think, you know, we'll get into that later, but just that sort of, you know, the tipping point of, like, if if you want to be involved in sports, at some point you're going to have to push yourself. Yeah. And you're going to have to push yourself past a point where you believe you can do yeah. it. Yeah. And it makes me think of, like, all the conversations lately about people fi- finishing really competitive races, holding hands, like, you know, yeah, some people very holding hands together. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you just kind of go, like, you know, is that, like, across the line of, like, everybody playing too nice in the yeah. sandbox? Is and it like, the spirit of the, is it the spirit of trail and ultra yeah. running? Yeah. I mean, because that's certainly, like, the whole culture piece. Mm-hmm. And Laura and I, as a side note, Laura and I are big consumers of all trail and ultra yeah. running media, whether it's yeah. podcasts, YouTube videos, articles, yeah. magazines. Like we collect the baseball cards. We're giant yes. nerds. Yep. Um, if I go to uh, an ultra and there's people that I know there, all I'm gonna do is freeze up in a corner and maybe get up the guts hi, to say hello. Hi, hi, hi. hi. Um, you hold the record for fastest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh, you're the North American <laughs> marathon <laughs> record holder. <laughs> Uh-huh. You won Rocky Raccoon in 2016. <laughs> so that's that's totally me. So anyways, so going back. I hope back. you're getting ready for UTMB. <laughs> yeah, no, yep, we're really exactly. invested. We're very invested in the lives of, of other ultra runners, be they extremely fast or mere yeah. mortals. There's, yeah. there's plenty of people that we're extremely interested in how they do, even if they're, uh, you know, not top teners. Yeah. 
So to, to digress a little bit. So yeah, so getting back to like that idea of, you know, being stupid, being competitive versus not and it, are you what's the motive of your running blah blah blah. So, uh blitzed by this girl, I get into first place. Um which honestly, I don't even know that I talked about it after after it happened. Like I don't remember having any kind of a conversation about place or being that like concerned about her coming up behind me. I don't know why, but we were I, we were just having fun. This is absurd. Yeah. But every mile past a certain mile was a PR for you. So we yeah. were just dancing. Yeah. And we got up to uh, what we now refer to as Footless Rock. Yes. Yeah. So that was a place where we would sing the... You will never, 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 never die. <laughs> yeah. So that would be a common place to sing that song during training runs because also by this point, we knew the park like the back of our hands yeah. because we yeah. had been there for night training runs. That's where we went like at least once a week. That's where I was going for back-to-back long runs on the weekend so there was all these different places where we had stashed like all these good like trail running also, memories it's kind of like being the queen of the trash heap because yeah. like <laughs> no one else in the world cares or knows about right. this specific state yeah. park and it is extremely dear to us it's very yeah. beautiful and if you didn't catch it i said that there was one other woman running the hundred yeah. milers people so. are not i mean they don't really they didn't know about it there was maybe 25 people doing that however it is pretty revered yeah. As a Midwestern yes. hundred, and people tend to avoid it because they'd rather do things like Burning River, yeah. where they and because can get it's a lot tough. of road in. Yeah. It is extremely it's really tough. tough. It's a slow one. Yeah, and if I had to speculate, I would guess that it's no longer a race anymore because it was a little too hard for a lot of people. Because people would show up. It's pretty juicy to hear. Yeah. Well, as, yeah. as finishers yeah. of that race. So sh- pe- I feel like people would show up thinking that it was like this little hometown race and mm-hmm. wouldn't treat it as their A race. Yeah, and no, they wouldn't a have pretty trained serious for it. One. So. We'll finish our loop. So we finished okay. so we finished, we the, finished loop. the loop. Um and then this is where the, <laughs> the story gets treacherous for Lauren. I continued on my last loop, which probably took me like eight hours. Who knows? It no. was a long time. No. I remember I had to grab sticks from the woods because my hips hurt so bad. Like Are you my stick? <laughs> and just being just being in a lot of pain, but um I remember asking my pacer, Maddie, Lauren's mm. ex boyfriend. Yeah. Like was a big role. I, I was asking him like Tell me what you had for lunch today. Like, what, Please what keep TV? My brain I was like, what busy. TV shows have you been watching? Oh my like, God. really, really benign questions. I just wanted someone to talk at me for a while. And I remember going down one of the downhills as fast as I could and just like, just like ripping it off. Like, running down the whole hill thinking, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna hurt if I do this slow. It's gonna hurt if I do it fast. I'm just gonna bomb this descent. And. While I was out doing that, Lauren was, you know, fighting for her life. <laughs> I I got back to camp after my loop, and I went into my tent. And to be funny, Matt and I had set up this bed, like a real bed with a real nightstand and a real very lamp. very bougie. It was just a joke. But the thing is, we had sheets instead of sleeping bags. And the night had gotten pretty cold, maybe less, a little less than 50 degrees. And the dew had set in. And I had slept in a wet tent in a wet bed. After running 48 miles. Mm-hmm. And so my body was tired. After having never run more than a half marathon. That's <laughs> true. At that point. Yes, that's true. Yeah, wow, really trained up and ready to go. Although, yeah, well, training runs. I might have gotten to 20, but only on the road. Okay. So uh, I woke up sort of, I thought I was covered in sweat, but I guess I was covered in, in dew and I was involuntarily shaking my arms and my head was shaking 
And so uh, Annie's sister Christy was there with her RV. And so I thought, well, I'll just go in the RV and see if Christy can fix me up because she's a mom. She can figure out whatever the hell is going on with me. I didn't realize at the time was that hypothermia was setting in and that I was completely out of control of my body and had no electrolytes whatsoever. And I was just not able to make good decisions or make complete sentences. I was a complete mess. So I walked into the RV and Christy looked at me and she said, are you okay? What's wrong? And then I just exploded into hysterical tears, which is not typically like me. I mean, I'll get a little emotional, but I was hysterical. And so she, thank God, the, oh, uh, so, it's so cute to hear you th- talk about like the beginning of your relationship. I know. With now Christy, Christy is like yeah. my actual real life sister now. And I adore her, but I mean, I barely knew her then. And she, luckily they had the generator running and they had a, a water heater so they could give me a shower. Mm-hmm. So this is how dear this woman is. God bless your sister, my sister. She took my clothes off and put me in the shower to increase my body temperature, which worked. And then she wrapped me in sweatpants and a wool blanket. And then Annie's husband, Andy, was like, you got to get food and Gatorade into you. And I couldn't actually put oatmeal in my mouth because my so hand was pitiful. shaking so hard that I was just smacking myself Aww. in the cheeks with the oats. And I just looked like I had paper mache on my face. And then I couldn't get the, you know, the sippy cup up to my mouth. So her husband is holding a sippy cup up to my mouth and feeding me oatmeal like an adult baby. (laughs) What a fucking mess I was. So, and then I couldn't sleep after that because I was so worried. I was like, Annie needs to make it in under the cutoff. And I I was like writhing in this bed covered in oats. Nothing makes you feel as much of an ultra running badass as having somebody spoon feed you oatmeal. Right, Right? it doesn't get better than that. It's like changing your socks. No, if, if someone's not feeding you warm oats to your mouth, you just don't have a yeah. good crew. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so Lauren's fighting for her life. She, she makes it through. <laughs> what a baby. Near-death experience what pacing. Um, Total idiot. Yeah, just, and in retrospect, it's like, oh my gosh, like, of course. That of was course. like an, That was an epically long fucking day. Like, yeah. running that many miles, like, running 50K for the first time, and then having a break between. I should have like, been in the RV. Oh, man, like, the idea of, like, coming down from that and getting ready to go again, that's a tough turnaround. Yeah, it'd be around. like going to, an, a, like, a nine-hour rave and then, like, laying in a wet blanket on the ground outside. <laughs> oh, this sounds like a real And then going idea. to work. And then going to work the next day. Yeah. It seems like a really choice idea. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I finished the last loop to finish my first 100 miler which was in like the hardest insane like I, I think my pupils fully dilated I was just like oh in a God. state of uh I won't say euphoria I'm not that naive to say it was euphoria but it was kind of crazy to be like holy shit I thought I could do this I thought maybe I could do this thing and then I fucking did it <laughs> and I just felt I like I felt insane like afterwards. So the the right after was just being like, you know, luckily there were some really experienced hundred milers there. One was Anastasia. And Crystal. And Crystal Hutchings, who uh was so so encouraging during like the race. The most adorable yeah. uh couple in the entire world yeah. that both race ultras yep. and they're incredibly experienced yep. and just having ins- insanely the, good hundred mile yep, runners. Having done the Midwest Slam, like they've done if, fuck, I don't even they know. They were how heroes many of ours miles. already. Yes. And uh some they know her as Supergirl from yeah. Chicago. So yeah. she, and they were just so encouraging during the race like you know just cheering every time they I think saw that was us. our first sort of glimpse into like ultra family yeah they were actually they were both going they were for running the that and year what 
one of the loops that we were out, we saw them at Mountain Bike Aid Station, and they were yeah. sitting under fleece blankets yeah. in uh, lawn chairs waiting to get a second wind, and yeah. I think they never got their yeah. second wind. But uh, despite them having their thing that they were going through, and Crystal actually has still has the course record yeah. for having done what been a the first female to finish that but race. But they waited till the bitter end. They could have gone home yeah. and gone to bed. Yeah, and they, yeah, so... They do, yeah, so they waited at the end of the yeah. race um, to see me come in because... Car fully packed. For them, it was another woman. I was only the second woman to have ever mm-hmm. finished the race, mm-hmm. and they wanted to stay and see that, which was so cool because I, to your point about first peek into ultra running culture, mm-hmm. I didn't... I didn't really understand that, especially from, like, a road marathon perspective, you know, to go from, like, thousands of people mm-hmm. to, like, hey, there's 20 people maybe sta- maybe standing maybe. around, maybe. but they know your name, they know your backstory because they've been talking to your crew the whole time yeah. you're gone. You know, they had both uh, de- dropped from the race, and they still just sat and waited to see me come in, um, and it was awesome. So they gave me some good advice and were like, hey, we should... Um, uh, make sure that you don't sit down right away. Oh, yeah, because you lock Essentially, up. as soon as you sit down, like, you done walking for today. <laughs> yeah. So I walked as much as I could, which was probably three minutes, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, eventually sat down and just was a lump while everybody kind of packed up. I think you headed home mm-hmm. kind of, not soon, but after a little while with Yeah, Matt, like an hour. I don't think you were still in spoon-feed mode. I feel like you were I helping pack up and stuff. I had recovered from being the most pitiful yes, baby yeah. in the world. And I, um, yeah, so, and then headed home, and I remember I didn't eat anything after the race until I ate, like, three Arby's. full meals at Arby's. Oh, always. It's on the way home from Great yep. Seal. It's, yep. it's worth it. Yep. So I was like, oh, curly fries sound good. And I think I probably fell asleep with a fry in my mouth. I did the yeah. same thing the following yep. year. So uh, after that, I felt like Laura and I just kept texting about how it felt like nothing mattered. Yeah. You. So there's this phenomenon. Uh, if you've seen the movie Office Space, just the idea of like... <laughs> Taking the screws out of your cubicle and then just kicking it down so that you can, like, see the view. Like, fuck all of you. Yeah. You don't understand the meaning of life. Yep. Yeah. This is a poison that has infiltrated our lives following pretty much yeah. every big ultra we've ever yeah. done. Yeah. Like, so first 100, first ultra, first uh, FKT attempt. I won't say FKT, but FKT yeah. is route, doing a new distance, doing a new place, any new kind of challenge. Yeah. The ne- I mean, it gives you this feeling of almost invincibility because you're like, I never thought that was something I could sure. do and I did it. But it's dangerous because what, can it do- what it can do a little bit is set you apart from from other people who might not understand yeah. you or what that's your goals true. are. That's true. And it can make you feel like, like you plebs don't even fucking know what I did this uh, yeah. weekend. Yeah. And so it can be a little bit dangerous, I think, in set, like setting yourself yeah. apart from others. Yeah. But it is also a little bit freeing because you can feel like there is so much beyond the world that I have to live in yeah. day by day. And I'm so lucky that I get to experience it. Yeah. Uh, that I just get to like sort of touch a part of this like profoundness that yeah. I can, you know, that there's something wild out there. I think the other dangerous piece, especially as you, so we've created a larger birth circle. So there's a group of us that, you know, do a lot of our training runs together. We crew for one another at races. Formerly known as the She Beast. Yeah. Now, now known as the Gritty Titty Gritty Committee. Titty Committee. That's right. Um, so <laughs> we, um, what can happen is as your whole group kind of continues to elevate, mm. You kind of forget that this is not a thing that normal people do. Oh my god! 
I had this experience last night. I went to a cookout, and we were talking about hockey. And I was talking about, I was like, well, you know, at least my husband's sport is more interesting than mine. And someone said, oh, well, what's your sport? And I should never have done this. I'm a dork. I had a whole beer and a half, and I was like, oh, ultra running. I should have just said running. Sounds really pretentious, it sounds, no matter how I you know slice it. I know it does, and I regretted it for the for the next 24 hours. And they were like, what's ultra running? And then for the next day, in addition to feeling like a total prick, I thought most of the world doesn't know or care about right. what you do, and we're so insulated. Yeah. You know, we've got this group of five friends who knows about every single runner, every race. Yeah. We're so dialed on, like, we have coaches, we have nutritionists, we have yeah. physical therapists. We're comparing we're like, training plans. Like, this is, a, this is what we do for fun, for work, for hobby, for play. It's like, our It's life. completely obsessive. And we, so we you just kind of calibrate to completely different settings. Yeah. Also, Danger. within the group, you start to do things like, you know, like one of us will finish a 100-miler and be like, oh, well, I wish I could have gotten sub-24. Like, yeah. you know, oh, like I was the last one out of the group to finish a 100K and you just go, what the fuck is wrong yeah. with us? Like, yeah. all of us are awesome. Like, yeah. we're already, like... Did you spend the whole Saturday yes. playing Xbox Live? Exactly. No. Or, like, I haven't, you know, I haven't done a 100-miler yet and it's like, but you're a boss at a 50K, you've been a boss at 100k yeah. you drag my ass over several miles which is kind of a good segue into into what's, into coming, what, up what's coming up so one of our gritty titty community <laughs> members, <laughs> members official official um, members is Card, uh, morgan green who is doing her first 100 miler at, this weekend at cloud splitter in virginia and we're both going down to along with I think we're up to like just eight people because Morgan's crew. been a really influential and cheery person for every other person on accomplishing any of their running goals. Yeah. She's crewed us and paced us all. Yep. That the reciprocation of crewing support is, is going to have It's just going to blow her fucking yep. hair back because what she's done for others is truly amazing. Exactly. So, um, so there will be a bunch of us that are going there to support her on her first hundred miler, first hundred mile endeavor. Um, and, uh, we'll get a chance to talk about that more uh, sure, next sure. week. Yeah, they they sort of flipped the script a little bit. They had some issues with their course um, not being uh, apparently on some private lands. Yeah, the permitting issues. fell through. So they had to actually reroute the course. And I think that... Re- of, reroute sounds makes it sound a lot okay, more benign than it was. They the moved it from race. Kentucky to Virginia. Which is funny because when some people talk about it, they say that they just moved it to the other side of the canyon and that the entire... Yes, true. The terrain looks the same. Yes. However, still like... It's pretty... Yeah. It was pretty dramatic. Yes, so indeed. kudos to the R&D for pulling that off because no I doubt. think that's intense. So yeah. So we're really, we're really pumped to see Morgan through her first attempt. And, uh, you know, we'll talk a little bit more in the future about sort of that, that toolbox that we've been cataloging as we've gone along in the last several years of the things that we've learned that really help a person have a successful first, second, third race. Yeah. And talk about other different um, running experiences that we've had um, just in mm, different places and uh, <laughs> probably more of just our internal musings on, you know, our bullshit and follies. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, <laughs> where to put desitin on your body? Yeah, yeah. Where to put desitin? Where not how, to put how it? How far up? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what parts of my body should I? Spoiler cut? alert! Don't fill your butthole with desitin. <laughs> That's, That's a not shout how that out to works. Our, our good pal Morgan Green. So, so we hope you'll join us uh, on episode one coming up in about a week here. 
If we're if lucky. We're, if, we're, if we've actually returned from Cloud Splitter with I our, guess we could do it like our at brain Cloud still Splitter. intact. Yeah, that would be a pretty good idea. Well, we wouldn't fun. have this cool soundproof room that we're stealing from my dad right now. So, we hope to see you back. Uh, thanks for joining us on our very uh, first Burf Barf podcast. Bye!